0: Life E.T.s. My God, I hope we find them. I have so many questions.
1: <laughs> like what? How to build a better anal probe?
0: Right. I bet their anal technology is light years ahead of mine.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello. Lately, we've received letters asking about what people in this country know and think about the various riddles scientists are working on. Well, for instance, the Bermuda Triangle. Well, for instance, unidentified, unidentified flying trail. objects. Uh-huh. Unidentified lake flying monsters. <laughs> And last but not least,
2: really the so-called abominable snowman. The abominable snowman. Just by way of explanation, yeah. no. this no. so-called no. snowman, this so- no. so-called no. Sasquatch no. in Canada, since that's what the local Indians first
0: named the beings they claim to have come across for centuries. No. Well, well, for instance, the, the Bermuda Triangle. I know what I experienced. Unidentified I've flying it.
2: objects. I know this light flashing, uh, uh,
0: white fluorescent light pulsating in the sky and that's what this looks like and it's pulsating and it's just kind of freaky. <laughs> you know. It's
2: yeah, it's not lightning in just a single area like a strobe light would do. It's doing it
0: through the whole horizon. asking about yeah, well, what well, people we'll in this know. country asking know and think what about people in areas real scientists
2: are working on fuck it we're winging it Mm. what's up everybody welcome back blah blah blah. the usual standard show greeting um we recorded this show last night and then i went to mix it down and uh everything was going great minimal editing is required well first off we have jason offett returning to the show to talk about his new book hunting american monsters um jason's Old friend of the show. Every time he on, he's on here. We have a good time. I think Jason is the only person that we could have on the show that would say kiss my ass, and we would, you know, it would, it would, it wouldn't be a big deal because that's how, just how he is with us. Yep. Uh, so tonight we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, we cover what the the beaver shark, um, giant giant penguins that come out of a a, a mushroom UFO. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the, Lake Iliam the Monster yeah, the White Screamer the Dark Watchers a bunch of stuff
2: yeah all yep. kinds of stuff and then Jason also we start talking about um, evil garden gnomes and then Jason of mm-hmm. course throws a couple of extra stories in but we'll get to that um, I'll tell you the rest of the story about what happened with the computer while editing the show after we do this interview here so as always we'll see you guys at the other side which for us is going to be like a minute and a half
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs>
2: All right, so returning with us after it's been over a year, at least according to Skype, that since we've had you on, I think that was on, well, what was the last book we had you on? It was one of those, like, travel around America and see weird shit books, because we were talking about a chunk of metal that next And it we, right down. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much half of your crap.
1: <laughs> yeah, are you, now? are you sure it wasn't, uh, are you sure it wasn't my... Uh, how to kill monsters using that's what it was that's what it was
2: yeah that's what it was yeah anyhow jason Offutt finally returns to the show um (laughs) talking to you is like it's like it's not even a big deal for us anymore because we're so used to talking to you but um i gotta ask you've been away from paranormal-ish book writing for quite some time um years in fact because I've frequently joked with you saying hey uh, are you coming back to this stuff and you've always like nah I'm done with this but you still were doing interviews and you were still going on other shows talking mm. about weird stuff and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah I've got a, a book about you know weird things coming out you know I'm, I'm gonna step my foot back into the pool of water here so um why'd you come back you know what 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 inquire did you get tired of people bugging you to come for interviews like us or or you know what's? what's oh no, doing? I
1: love these. I I I, I love these. I, I love uh, getting uh, getting on air and chatting with people. Um, most of the time. Most of the time. You 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 guys. Uh, I've been on with you enough, and 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 and. Row, we 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 chat enough on uh, on social media about things like beer brewing that bigfoot um, porn and
2: bigfoot bigfoot. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to leave that. Beer brewing and bigfoot yeah. porn. Bigfoot
0: <laughs> porn again. God damn
1: it. <laughs> so I mean, it's. It, it it's it's not like uh, you know I've, I've 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 disappeared or anything, but but what happened was, you know I was writing about, um, you know shadow people I uh, had a book on those, you know lots about ghosts. Uh, I'd done a lot of writing about black-eyed kids, and I was attracting, uh, and you're not going to believe this, I was attracting a lot of weird people. You don't no. say. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, okay, no, I gotta, I gotta take a, I gotta take a step back. This is getting a little bit too much to me. I want a little bit of normalcy in my life. And hey, I'll just write novels for a while, which which I did, and I've had had three published um, since then. Uh, but with the uh, with with the monsters, I mean, even when I backed away, I, I I felt that there are two topics that I'm going to write about that don't have anything to do with the spiritual realm. And that's time travel and, uh, monsters, uh, two of two loves that I've had ever had ever since I was a little kid. So I felt that I could write about those with, uh, uh, you know, without, without getting too weird, except now I probably attract a different type of weird person.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Well, you know,
2: <laughs> I remember for years because we've been doing this now for eight years. And I remember listening to you before we started our show. I remember hearing you on like Paratopia and, and all Everywhere. these different. Yeah. You were doing all of these different shows. I remember you getting mentioned on mysterious universe, a couple of coast to coast shows, if I remember correctly. And yeah. then a whole slew of other like blog talk radio shows, which sound like you're placing an order through a McDonald's speaker. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim been, been all of America many times. So, like, when we first started talking to you, it was like, oh, my God, we got Jason and coming on the show and shit, you know, and, and now it's just like, you know, if we were to run into each other, it'd be like, here, let's have a beer and talk about kids. But um, it, it's nice to see you come back. But this book, in true form with where you seem to be following a pattern with your paranormal books, they're all about locations and things, unless you're talking about how to kill monsters with household devices. Um, but Which lo-
1: goes anywhere.
2: Yes, exactly. That <laughs> book actually is a compendium to this book, should you go out looking for these creatures. But you've written this book about um, monster legends all over the country and uh, chasing American monsters. I had to pull up in front of me, chasing American monsters. And you've got like what, 250 monsters in here from all over the country, something like that? Yes,
1: yeah, 251.
2: So it's nuts. how long have you been researching this?
1: Oh, I, a couple of years. I, I've been, I've been putting this together while I've been, um, you know, I told you I've been writing novels. I've, I've been putting this together while I've been, I've been, been writing those, uh, you know, like one state at a time. I'll, I'll hear something. Um, you know, I, I heard something from, you know, I'm like, wow, this is cool. I need to check it out. And, oh, I'll put that, you know, put that in this folder and I'll, I'll, I'll get to work on it later. Um, so I just I just kind of collected things and then went went state by state and I looked for, looked for a bunch and and yes I, I do a lot of location things, um th- this one I I felt I mean I could have just done a whole book on on Missouri monsters but seriously uh, is somebody in uh, Utah going to want to buy that? No. Well, they're they're not. I no, mean, I want something. I'll buy it. Maybe. I wanted something. <laughs> I wanted some. Well, and it's, I, that was that came out the wrong way. Uh, yeah. I wanted to have something for everybody. Gotcha. So, yeah. So if somebody's in, in California, oh, an American monster book. Hey, California, look at all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 what
2: I wanted to offer. So let's just Makes jump sense. right into it. Um, Globo, do you want to start with one or do you want me to throw one at him?
0: Uh, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. I mean, he's going to be popping around all over the place, so.
2: Let's start with the creme de la creme, because I, I mean, you gave me a list of, let's talk about these things, and of course, I threw that right out the window when I saw, when (laughs) I I really dug into it, I said, no, screw that shit, we're going to talk about this. So, I got to start off with the creme de la creme of the strangest, which would, I should save this for last, but I'm not, which is going to be space penguins. Um, (laughs) uh, So, okay, a giant mushroom lands in a field. And a farmer shoots at it, and space penguins come out. Am I understanding this properly?
1: Well, uh, no, no. You've got it. You've got it. Kind of, kind of, kind of mixed up a little bit. We okay, had, so a farmer. A farmer
2: ate the mushrooms, and then no.
1: Go ahead. Wow, very well could have happened. No, this uh, a, a farmer, uh, the guy named Claude Edwards, uh, was walking out to uh, one of going out to one of his fields on Valentine's Day in 1967, and he saw what he described as a large metallic mushroom and walking around the base of the the stem of the mushroom, um, uh, what's it called it? It's not, it wasn't like a mushroom. It just looked like a mushroom or something else. You're not inferring um, a
2: penis. So we've got that
0: clear,
1: right? Wow. Since It was okay. Valentine's day and I, that's where I was going. <laughs> yeah.
0: Holy crap. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. so we're about 10 minutes in and we're already talking dick jokes. Okay, so since we got this out of the Hello way, it's right really it. nasty. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. So, anyway, so he, he sees this giant penis. No, it's giant mushroom. Giant penis. In, in his field, and he goes out to investigate it. And he sees these three feet tall penguins, things that look like la- penguins with large black eyes, and they were green, waddling around the, the base of this, uh, this this mushroom. And, I mean, what would you do if you saw this? That's terrifying. <laughs> I'd probably freak out, right? I mean, a lot of these cases that I, I mean, people are approaching these the these monsters and I'm like, "No, I would have run. I would have turned the other way." But he take, takes picks up a rock and he throws the rock at the uh, at, at the mushroom. Mm. And uh, like you, you know, not to start an intergalactic war or anything with uh, you know, the, the stone age person here, but he throws a rock at it and it bounces off a force field and the penguins take notice of them and they scamper back into the mushroom and it, and it takes off into
0: the sky. Scamper.
2: I have to so, yeah, welcome just... our space penguin overlords.
0: <clears throat> yes. No, that's no, that's terrifying. Cause it, no, <laughs> there's talk of giant penguins in HP Lovecraft. There's talk of giant penguins in the story of E. Gordon Pym from Edgar Allan Poe. No, no giant penguins are terrifying.
1: Hey, let's go back to Lovecraft for a second because his favorite work, my favorite work of his was at the Mountains of Madness. That's yeah, where they and were. And, giant penguins, penguins, and that's yeah. where that the there. giant penguins were. And not that many years ago, I was reading a story uh, about uh, scientists discovering. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they
1: giant, found a giant
0: penguin. Yeah, dude. It was like I, yeah, five I to six it.
1: feet tall penguins. And I'm like, yeah. Lovecraft was right. Yes,
0: absolutely. And that's messed up.
1: Yeah. Well, let's look at more Lovecraftian things. How about the Loveland frogs from Ohio? Oh, Uh, how many times did he write about a frog like being that looked like the Loveland frog was described? Yeah.
0: In the in the moon bog, he talked about it. The whole thing is about frog people that come up out of the that the uh, the bog where there used to be a city that they drowned and killed everybody. And then it turned everybody into frogs. And then (laughs) Your, your, uh,
2: your accent is coming through. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: they say because you're saying right. bog and frog <laughs> Glenn, i'm sorry to, i've just Jesus, never heard baby. it come hey, out of you that bad
1: you know lovecraft was from uh was from new england i think it was yep. from
2: rhode island so yep. let's just roll with it yes angel street so what about the frogs then since you brought them up the oh Lodlund they were frogs.
1: big frogs man that's it no no in uh <laughs> In the this was in in the it started in the 1950s, uh, the mid 50s. It might have been 55, 56 or something like that. Um, a man was driving, uh, driving home is around 4 a.m. And he saw three people standing on the side of the road. And he thought they were in trouble because who's walking around at four o'clock in the morning uh, in 1955? You know, today I could I could, you know, throw some throw some light on that. But this was a mm-hmm. long time ago. Um, so he pulled over to help. And then he saw that they were four feet tall, uh, humanoids with webbed fingers and web webbed, webbed feet, green skin, and they had frog heads. Uh, the uh, lar- there th- yeah, there were three of them. The largest one he this is this is the guy said it looked like a wand. Yeah. You know what I mean? okay yeah. you know, whatever wand, whatever b- device it was that started spitting <laughs> sparks. And the driver just gunned it and got the hell out of there.
2: Were they playing because, the Rainbow Connection?
1: Uh, no. Wow. Oh, my <laughs>
2: God, dude. That's a throwback. <laughs> Are you always a dick? Always. <laughs> always. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a great song.
1: question. Oh, no, and, and this were was they molesting 55? pigs? Oh, my God. They were not molesting pigs. Uh, I don't know where their webbed fingers were, but I'm sure those webbed, fin- <laughs> webbed fingers were hard to clean.
2: See, you just roll with this when you're here. It's just natural for you now. Okay. Uh, but,
1: uh, they were seen again in 1972, so it just wasn't a one-time occurrence. And in 72, it was a cop who was driving on a road uh, near uh, near the Miami, uh, Miami River in Ohio who saw these things or saw one of these things. It was just one of them. And It was about three foot tall, but it matched the description exactly, with the webbed hands, webbed feet, green skin, and and the frog head. And it ran across the road in front of him, uh, on two legs, jumped over the guardrail, and went into the river. And uh, yeah, and it was gone.
2: Oddly enough, the strangest thing I found about that story, because uh, I've heard of it before, but is the wand. So yeah, or a wand-like device. I could see with sparks. It was sparks. Exactly. I, I could see somebody seeing a giant frog of some kind or another or mistaking it for something else, but it gets a step weirder when you have a frog holding a device that's shooting sparks out of it, uh, like a sparkler or something that that's like, okay, this is odd. This is strange. Um, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but it did, it, it it's all, it all
1: has to do with the perception of the time. This, this was 1955. Um, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is *The Day the Earth Stood Still*, the original yep. one from '51. All right, when mm-hmm. when Klaatu, or the ship landed, Klaatu, uh Michael Rennie steps out of the spaceship. He's got the his full spacesuit on, and he pulls this thing out of his pocket mm-hmm. and holds it up. And it's a device that cured cancers. What he he said it was later after he got shot. Mm-hmm. But it looked kind of like a wand. It could be could be described as a wand, and of course, it was a you know technological t- It was a technological device. So I mean, 1955, we were barely out of the trees at that point. You know, True. who? Uh, so of course, that it, it looked like a wand to that guy. Frogs with tricorders.
2: Um, evil gnomes.
1: Oh, I I absolutely love the gnome story because they're really creepy. Uh, this this happened. Uh, I was contacted by a woman named uh, uh, Tammy, and she um, had a story for me that was kind of cool. She uh, was single, uh, had a, had, uh, had children, and was renting this house uh, outside of uh, Porterville, California, and it was by by a river. Uh, there was an outbuilding, uh, a shed. There was a barn. And she had a couple of dogs, some, she, she bought some, some chickens and some geese and a couple of rabbits and they were just having a nice time out there kind of in the country. And one day, uh, when her two daughters who were, uh, around teenage years at, at that time, they were at home alone, her and her, her younger son went to the grocery store and when they came back, um, she popped the the trunk of the, uh, of the station wagon and was grabbed a bag of groceries and then she heard something cackling wasn't a laugh or a giggle it was it was a cackle and she followed the sound she turned around and looked and by the shed the outbuilding she saw a little man about two and a half feet tall Mm -hmm. with a dirty beard pointed teeth black eyes uh it was wearing like a gold tunic and it had a stereotypical pointed red hat and it was glaring at her chuckling uh you know like you know evilly like a, like a movie villain and she dropped the groceries grabbed her kid and psh, went into the house slammed the door and the cackling followed her that she was getting louder so she you know the thing was 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 coming closer and she told her, her daughters were like what's going on mom and she's like get down get down and then she saw that pointed hat appear in the window of the kitchen. Well, the, the bad, the bad thing was about this is, uh, the, the window was like 10 feet off the ground and this gnome was about two and a half feet tall. Hmm. And so was it floating? She didn't know because she didn't get up to, to take a look at it. Uh, finally the cackle stopped, the hat disappeared and the thing went away. And, uh, she got up and looked out the window and she couldn't see it. So she went out and got all the groceries and, um, that was absolutely terrifying to her. Um, they moved shortly after. Uh, one of the things that I, I left out is the dogs that she had never would go near that shed. Uh, and the ducks and chickens and, and rabbits that she bought, uh, she found them ripped apart. And she didn't know what did it. She thought maybe it was a fox or, or a coyote or something. But she think, she's pretty sure uh, it, it was the gnome. And... After I wrote her story up, I got a call from another woman. Uh She went by, by Charlie, her and her husband uh, had moved into a house uh, at, in Porterville, Cal- or just outside Porterville, California, uh, near a river. And the way she was describing it to me, it sounded just like the house that Tammy'd lived in, had an outbuilding, a barn, you know, it was by the river. Uh, her, and her husband loved the house. They had twins, young twins. And, um, <laughs> They also noticed that their dogs didn't want to go anywhere near the shed. Uh, in fact, one day uh, they heard what sounded like animals fighting, and they went out to this shed, uh, or at least the, Charlie did. And it was the animals were inside the shed, so she yelled for her husband. He came out, and they opened. He opened the shed door, and there was a cat that had its, you know, its back legs, its lower half ripped from it. Oh. and from so for some reason, it was still still alive. Barely. He said, OK, I'll go get a shovel and I'll take it and uh, uh, and I'll bury it someplace. I'll, I'll get it out of its misery. So she went in the house with him. And when they came back, the door was shut and they opened it and the cat was gone. And the cat couldn't have gone anywhere. So that was a big question Ooh. mark for them is, you know, like, what the hell happened? And then they found out what happened. Because one night they they'd had a, a, a koi pond that they dug and they put little statuettes around it. Uh, ironically enough, one was a gnome and they had, had, you know, fish in the pond. And they also had, they, 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 started noticing that the koi were missing and they figured that it was raccoons or something catching the fish and eating them. So they put a uh, motion detector light outside and it popped on one night about two o'clock and Charlie got out of bed and looked out the window and there was a little man with a dirty beard, pointed red hat. He was wearing a gold tunic and he was holding a flopping coin in his hand. And it looked up at her, stuck the fish in its mouth, and bit it in half. And they called the police or the county sheriff because that scared the hell out of them. Of course it did. What's the cop going to do for that? Well, that's the thing is. See the, if the, so you get a good rate right on a hotel deal. The, oh my god. Oh my the sheriff came out and found footprints <laughs> all around the koi pond. Uh small footprints, and he's like, Yeah, oh, it looks like you had some kid kid out here messing with your messing with your fish. They did not tell him it was a gnome. Uh and the gnome kept messing with them. At one point, uh they took all their koi and put it in, they put their koi in a big fish tank and took it inside the house. And that night, the um the 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 gnome went freaking bat shit crazy. And <laughs> yeah, his
0: food source is gone.
1: Right. And and it started screaming and, and the light was on. So she looks out the window and sees this thing and it's runs toward the house and it panics her. And she's like, we've got to go make sure everything's locked downstairs. So they go downstairs and check the, all the windows and, and the front door. And they hear this thing running and it's running around the house and they hear it screaming. And then all of a sudden that, Charlie screams at uh, the uh, the dog door because they had a, they installed a dog door in the kitchen. So her husband runs in and something's trying to push through the dog door. Oh shit! And he does a slide across the floor and kicks the dog door and it hits something. And they'd uh, they'd had a little lock on the on the dog door so when they're gone that uh, they could lock it up. And so he slams the lock shut. And at that point they decide to get the hell out of there.
2: How often do you get stories?
1: Uh, not as much as I used to. I, I got a lot of stories. Uh, when I, I was writing a new, for about four and a half years, I wrote a newspaper column called from the shadows. Uh, every week I had a new paranormal story and, and I, I got contacted a lot by people. Um, but since I, you know, don't do that column anymore, I, I, I hard, I, I don't get very many. Yeah. The, the gnome thing, however, is not, not finished.
0: Because these stories were oh, so
1: similar. You want me to shut up? No, that, no. Oh, go right no, ahead. No. This is
0: gold. It's just <laughs> it's like right. amazing that there's this many gnomes.
1: So, well, no. The thing is, I'm like, okay, Tammy's story and Charlie's story, it sounds similar. The description yep. of the gnome, the description of the area where they lived. So they both were still living in California. They weren't living in Porterville anymore. They were living nearby. So I got these two women together. Oh, boy. And they met for coffee and got into one of their cars and drove out. And it was the same house. No shit. It's, yeah, same house. And uh, the shed had been torn down by this point. They tried talking with the woman who lived in the house, and she didn't want to have anything to do with them. But they also went to the nearby houses. And, and the property that butts up with the property that they had rented was was a woman who lived in a trailer who, who said, this is just the weirdest thing. Cause I hear laughing and, and it's not from the TV cause the TV's off. It's not from the, um, you know, not from the radio. Cause I'll turn the radio off and I'll still hear some, some laughing, but I don't know where it comes from. And, you know, every once in a while I'll find, you know, some, something has pooped on my, uh, pooped on yeah. my living room floor. But she doesn't have any animals that live inside the house. <laughs> so we've got this gnome, doesn't have any place to go because the shit's going down, oh take it to the dump. They're clericons. That's
2: what oh they are. God. They're clericons. Oh okay. So these two women, did they know each other beforehand and did they know each other did they know beforehand it was the same house? Like they met up with you, and started talking and said, Yeah, that's the house that I used to live in. Is that how it all went down? No,
1: it was it was me putting the pieces together to where these two stories sound way too similar. It's got to be the same house. So I put these two women in contact with each other. They'd never met before. So wow. one morning they met for coffee and drove out to the, to the property, and it was the same property.
2: So were you there for that, or you just said, here, no, this is no, too no, weird for there. me. You guys go and have coffee and explore the strangeness. See, here's one of the things.
1: When it when it comes when it comes to to, to paranormal things like this that I, I don't want to explain, like this stuff follows you home. Mm-hmm. You know, paranormal stuff can follow people home. I don't want to go someplace with something that it's creepy enough that will scare the hell out of me. So I, I'm not going there.
2: And yet, you write books and do interviews about this stuff. Yeah. So you'll poke it from a distance <laughs> with a long pointy stick, but that's about it. Well,
1: I've always. I've always kept in my head when I'm working on this, that I want nothing to do with it. I'm viewing this from the outside. I'm not getting involved. So if I'm not looking for something, it's not looking for me. I'm, I'm a journalist. I tell people stories. So I tell people stories about their encounters.
2: I find it hard so to believe that, me safe. that you haven't got like directly involved with some of this stuff, you know, it's, once
1: one time. And I don't talk about it. Uh, cause yeah, I don't want it to happen again. Okay.
0: All that, right. And so that's one, moving on from that. Yeah. <laughs> Lobo,
1: go ahead. You're up. Lake Iliam, the monster. All right. In, uh, in Alaska. Yeah, this is, um, so cool. Well, yeah. And this is one of those, um, uh, one of those monsters. I mean, it's a, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of the monsters in here have, um, Native American legends to Mm -hmm. them. So it's not just, you know, these crazy white Europeans moved over here and ran the indigenous people off. Um, well, after killing most of them, uh, Europeans were wacky like that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not just that it's the, the, the native native people have legends going back, you know, a thousand years about these monsters. And one of them is, uh, is, is, is this one, um, it's a a big lake it's a thousand twelve square miles that's a big body of water Mm -hmm. and it's like like 77 miles long uh 22 miles wide it's almost a thousand feet deep it's you know roughly the size of of Loch Ness I think Loch Ness might be a little longer but anyway it's a big big lake and there is um a monster that the, 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 local native Americans viewed as, as a God. And they said that it had the body of an orca and the head of a wolf and it was big enough to eat their fishing boats. So anything from the lake, you know, little prayer here, little prayer there, don't go too far out. Um, so they warned the Russians that came over first about this because Russia you know owned Alaska first and in Russia the, the Russians who were over there reported mm. seeing this sort of seeing this thing um, when uh, you know the people started traveling traveling west and they they got that far uh, those explorers started seeing it even in modern day there was a uh, uh, you know people will, will will have seen it over the years and they'll say that it's uh, um black with a white stripe. Okay. Sounds like an orca. Uh, other people say that it's aluminum colored and it's about 30 feet long, an airplane that was flying over. They, I guess you fish from an airplane. I've never heard of this, but it dropped a cable with a tuna hook in it and apparently snagged the beast, uh, back in, I think the seventies. And it was pulling the airplane down. So they, they released the cable. Um, but i mean this is has been been seen uh seen quite a bit which i really really like multiple uh witnesses over a certain amount of time uh in 2017 there were a lot of people who who saw something huge uh emerge from the lake and then go go back down so i mean that's that's pretty fun that's pretty yeah, fun it was
0: covered it they, this was covered by um jeremy wade on uh I know that it slips my mind now. The fishing show, River Monsters. He covered it, and he went out there, and the person that saw, they had eyewitness account of a person who flies one of like the little puddle jumpers yeah. back and forth, described what she saw in the water, and it was enormous. So he went out there looking for it, and the only thing he came up with, with a, for a possibility was maybe... A sturgeon? A sturgeon don't get that big.
1: Sturgeon's maximum probably twelve feet long. Mm. And they, they I mean they they're they're gonna they're gonna, you know, have the aluminum color, but they're not gonna look, you know, people report this thing having the body of an orca, it's not gonna look black, it's no. not they're not
0: black and white. No, and nothing that size, not a chance. Right. And it's it's right. someone who's flying a plane around that's familiar with the water. Yes, well, and, and
1: a lot of these, I mean, eyewitness accounts when it comes to, to journalism are fun. I love them, but mm. they're not all that accurate sometimes. Um, right. But, I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, not entirely sure why because people, people are just people, but I tend to place a little bit more trust in, in cops, fire, firefighters, uh, uh, pilots, mm. uh, boat captains. Because they're people who are out and about, and they're trained to see things. Yeah, they're trained in observation. It, like, exactly. So that's yeah, their I, job. <laughs> the, the the pilot. I'm good because to, to have they, they have to be observant to to take off and fly and land. So what they generally say, I put a lot more stock in than I do random Joe Blow
2: on the street, uh, you know, who sees a car wreck. True. So, let me ask you about this then, since we're talking about giant dog headed fish. Um, fish. what about giant cockroaches? <laughs> that That's, has a lot to do with giant uh, dog head fish. fish. Well, it's giant. I, just roll right. with me here, man. You're breaking me down. No, this is a long, this is like one of the longer pieces in your book of giant cockroaches. Like, are these things like attacking a hotel? Am I, am I getting this right?
1: Well, they were in a hotel, uh, Roach Motel. Yeah, this... I get it.
2: Wow. <laughs> it
0: reminds me of the movie Mimic.
2: Yeah, I... it does. Mimic. That's one of the ones that they, sounds they, so
0: familiar. They had the bugs it's under the so city good. from
2: a distance. It looked like somebody wearing a trench coat. And then when you walked up to them, it turned around and, like a giant cockroach. Yeah, they were giant,
0: intelligent cockroaches. Mm-hmm. I, so uh,
1: na- The name of the movie sounds familiar, but I do not remember it. But, all right, so this, yeah, the story, this uh, woman named Peggy was uh, driving. Uh, um, she was between uh, Bakersfield, California, and Barstow. And every time I hear Barstow, I think of the first paragraph of uh, Hunter S. Thompson's. <laughs> some, yes.
2: Fear. Fear and loading <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> anyway, so she, uh, she was from Texas. She was going to Los Angeles. Uh, she was going, she had stopped in Vegas, and she was going, uh, going, going to LA from Vegas and she stopped at a motel for the night. And it was, you know, one of the, uh, it was, it was an older motel and she was in a room and, uh, somebody knocked on the door and she went and pulled it open. Uh, she had the chain lot latched and there was a voice that asked if a person could come in and, and hand, hand, hand her some bed linen. And it was just in shadow. um, but she turned, popped the light on in, in the room because she'd been watching watching TV with the light off. And she could see what it was. It was a giant cockroach uh, standing outside her door. And the front legs, it was cleaning like crazy, you know, like bugs do. And this, of course, terrified the hell out of her. She, um, it spat something at her, something brown, uh, that it missed. She screamed at it, um she eventually threw open the door and kicked the thing and started running. Uh, and she ran down the hallway. She saw a motel employee that was laying on the floor unconscious. Uh, she, she, Got near the exit because it was pretty close to her room, and she could hear the the cockroach, the giant cockroach, beating on the ground. You know, as it ran toward her, and it 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 grabbed her as she got into the or got was opening the door, uh, but it just grabbed a hold of her dress, and it uh, it it ripped. Uh, she said the uh, antenna brushed across her face, and she started getting dizzy, but she uh, fell to the floor, and kicked its legs as hard as she could to knock her legs out from under it and then she kicked it in the face and uh the thing wasn't expecting that and let her go and then she was able to get out of the door and uh run off and the the thing had started following her again and she slammed the door on its antenna and the thing just went freaking crazy uh but she ran into the night and and ran into some people um there were a couple of police cars nearby, so they uh, they were able to take her in, but uh, they never
2: found cockroaches. It says in here that What'd she you... screamed "why" and the creature uh, the, the creature yeah asked her why. Is that what it did when she kicked it or something? Well,
1: uh, yeah, man, I'd be curious. Why'd you kick me? I just wanted to eat you.
2: The, what was the movie? Oh God, it was uh, the guy was he was like a. Uh a bo- uh, bug poison salesman and he started sniffing the bug poison and naked lunch. That's what it was. Do you remember naked lunch? No, I remember the, oh the movie, but need, I never saw it. Curse you when you're not knowing of obscure movie references. He it's ends up, up, up having, what's that?
0: Naked lunch is a messed up movie. Yeah.
2: Cause he ends up having the conversation with the bug and the typewriter or doesn't the typewriter turn into a bug or something like that. He starts hallucinating that he's having this conversation with this giant bug this giant uh, cockroach thing and anyways Zarr. so she so she screams why at the cockroach the cockroach doesn't answer but she manages to get away from it and hides herself into the room so the police show up and she tells the cops yeah i was just attacked i was just attacked by a giant cockroach like giant cockroach like man sized cockroach and that's that's where it all ends
1: that's 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 where the that's where the story ends. The the cops uh you know took her took her down to the station. She said that she saw the cockroaches the cockroach run toward a hill behind a you know next to the hotel and it had, it joined more of them It disappeared over the hill. But she said the cop told me the cops didn't uh the cops didn't see them.
0: Hmm. Did they not see him or did they, did they claim they didn't see him?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Maybe they're working for the cockroaches. Perhaps. Where did
2: you get this story? Was this a newspaper article, or was this something that somebody? No, this to woman
1: you? contacted me and and told me your story. You, you and here you're going with naked lunch. I thought you were going to throw Franz Kafka at me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy!
2: Are you going to write a book of these stories at some point? How many more of these stories do you have like
1: this? What about? I've got a book with the stories
2: in it. Yeah, but you've had, all right, you've already had crazy gnomes. You've had two separate gnome stories. One of them made into this book, and now you've got a giant cockroach story. How much more of this stuff do you have?
1: Uh, Quite, quite a bit. I've got, yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got about four and a half years of, of, uh, of, of just absolutely weird, weird, crazy stories uh, from, from around the country. Just weird stuff. Just uh, a a story. A guy had witnessed what he thought was a golem. Um, Hmm. A a man fishing in California one night. He was doing some surf fishing and saw what looked like a translucent blanket with eyes floating through the sky. Wait, what? (laughs) What? It was like. It was like a translucent flying carpet with eyes. I'm not a towel, you're a towel.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so I got that
0: reference. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey,
2: you want to get high?
0: (laughs) Holy shit.
2: (laughs) No, really, you've got this much stuff? Like, how can you not release this stuff? How can you not? Oh, you are. That's what your answer is going to be. Look, I am. I'm doing it right now. I mean. Right. Do you just have Manila folders of this stuff, or do you just type it up and leave it in a folder on your desktop somewhere?
1: It's it's all on my desktop. Yeah. Is it emails? Hope you have or... it backed up somewhere. Wow. Okay. Here's what I do with backups. When I first started in, in the newspaper industry, our server crashed all the time, and I would lose stuff. So, I I've got a backup. I've, I've got got everything on my laptop. I've got a thumb drive. I. I... <laughs> I keep everything on my uh, computer at work. I, I transfer everything on. Um, so, yeah, I've got backups on backups.
2: I need to just do have it. you on here for a whole show of just these stories, like easily. No problem. Like, yeah, I can, I can absolutely book. do that. Just dig through the creme de la creme and find the, the weirdest stories and come on here and we'll just talk weird shit for an hour. Just of stories that people have sent you. I would love to hear that. Like, I've never heard a giant cockroach, a man eating cockroach house cleaner story you know because immediately my image goes to chris farley knocking on the door saying housekeeping you sucky sucky or something like that i know it's bad i'm sorry i apologize wow. but still all right so moving along from there i think this one's right in the same ballpark in the book you go right to a story called the dark watchers which is another mm. um american indian native american uh based story correct
1: right uh this this is uh, out of out of california uh the santa lucia mountains and yeah, this is uh, this is a, a, a native story about uh, these large, shadowy. It was it's like they were giant human silhouettes that stood on mountain ridges and just stared out across the mountains and and to whatever they could see beyond. And they referred to them as the Dark Watchers because they were, you know, silhouettes and they just seemed to be staring out into into nowhere and uh these things uh the, the legends were were so prevalent in california that uh john steinbeck wrote about um, wrote about them in a in a short story uh flight it was mm-hmm. um and a poet which i don't know lots of poets so i can't remember the guy's name but but a, a famous poet wrote about um wrote about the dark watchers in in a story that he'd uh, he'd written and then when Europeans, or whenever we started moving all the way, all the way to California, uh, we uh, the, the white man started seeing them as as well. Um, and if you'd stare at them long enough, they would just fade away. Uh, they wouldn't appear, and I thought this was kind of strange. They didn't appear to anybody
2: carrying a gun or wearing waterproof clothing. That's an awful odd association to put together.
1: Right, mm. it it is, and and they don't appear so much anymore, uh, unless uh, unless people are wearing uh, old fashioned clothing, mm. which I think is really weird. So I mean, if you're a, a some sort of Civil
2: War reenactor, you could probably go see one. Uh. How does somebody make the connection? Okay, I can't see it because I'm wearing waterproof clothing. That's oddly obscure. That's like saying you can't see it because you're wearing red socks or, you know, something or green underwear or something like that. That's why you can't see it, you know, or.
0: Well, no, not necessarily, because there's tales of like uh, werewolves and witches not showing up if they knew someone was in possession of silver. Yeah, but.
1: Well, yeah, but maybe. Well, yeah, I'm the same. thing. Well, the. But the weatherproof—it's hard to think of these dark watchers being scared of weatherproof clothing because they could damn it could damage
2: them. Are you talking like a raincoat or galoshes or, like, what? What do you mean by waterproof clothing? Yeah,
1: any any anything that, that uh, Yeah, if you're if you're wearing a, yeah. So it's safe you know. to
2: say if you're hiking in a wetsuit, you'll probably be fine. Who is Probably hiking in okay. a wetsuit? I don't know. Who hikes it's, in a wetsuit? It's it's waterproof
0: clothing. It is am I correct? The, oh my god. It's The, the wetsuit's not
1: the problem. It's the flippers
2: that are the problem. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: don't hike in flippers, folks.
0: No. Bad bad choice.
2: <laughs> <And> where, <laughs> where did you find this story out of, if you remember?
1: Well, I mean it's it's pretty famous again John Steinbeck wrote about it. Mm. Um uh so when I was looking for um, local Yeah, it's well, it's it's local, it's California folklore.
0: See, when I was a kid, I was told stories about the Watchers, but I mean, they didn't, they weren't afraid of water or waterproof clothing or anything. They just, they were the ones that watched us throughout our lives and would mimic the dead. They're the Uh, ones who
1: show up whenever you uh, bring out the Ouija board and
0: sure, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was told when I was a kid. They're the watchers. They're not demons. They're not ghosts. They're the watchers. They're the ones that are in charge of watching us throughout our entire lives, and they can give us information. Which, wow, that's childhood, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And a silence fills the room.
1: (laughs) What are you going to ask him, Bobo? Shit, man, I got, when I was a kid, I got, don't talk to strangers, and Star Trek isn't real. Oh, no, man. Satan
0: was around every corner, and, nah, dude, I grew up with a weird, I grew up, really bizarre.
2: What were you going to ask him? Oh,
0: uh, back to the story. (laughs) I don't know if I wanted to (laughs) now. (laughs) Along the same vein, let's talk about the night people. Oh,
1: yeah, I love the night people uh the the night people uh this is from uh Oric, missouri which is a little town about 800 people uh a guy named Vern windsor who's he's in his 60s now but this so this i mean this is a while ago he was uh, fif- uh 50 years ago he was he was a kid and uh, when he'd be told to, to go to bed he'd you know what did you do with a as a kid did you go right in and go to sleep no Uh-oh. um but he would look out his uh he just look out his window and and he started noticing that there were people out there uh you know going in and out of houses uh mowing yards although he couldn't hear the the, the noise of the mower and there were kids playing young couples you know pushing a stroller down the street you know, normal things um except they had eyes like a fish big oh bulbous fish eyes and that didn't bother him. He just and and the whole situation didn't bother him because they were acting so normal. Uh so he in his, you know, seven, eight year old mind thought, okay, they're the night people. We're the day people, so we come out during the day, and these are the night people. They just live our existence during the during the night. Mm-hmm. And of course his parents, you know, <laughs> whatever, kid. Yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, right. Yeah, You're crazy. Right. And uh so, but as and he kept seeing him, kept seeing them. The last night he saw them, the the last one, was um he just really wanted to go outside and play because he saw these kids playing in the in the neighbor's yard. Was this
2: town called uh, Innsmouth? Just out of curiosity. No, yeah.
1: <laughs> go ahead. It was anyway, so he was uh, he wanted to go out and play with these kids. So he you know, had his face up against the window, and one of the adults looked and made eye contact with him. And and Vern said that it was like this this guy this fish eyed night person suddenly realized that Vern could see him and could see the children and see everything that was happening and at that moment, Vern blacked out and he woke up the next morning uh, his mom waking him up off the floor he'd passed out on the floor and he didn't see them uh, see them anymore in in Oric at least uh, they moved to a nearby town called Liberty Missouri and uh he saw them for a little bit, but uh, not not very long. Not very long at all. Uh, and I just, I love this story. Yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, because I mean that makes sense. The night people they live and do the things that we normally do just at night. But it's the big fish eyes that get me.
0: Well, it would make sense if they're wandering around at night, they'd be, have to draw in more light, ambient light around them to be able to see.
1: Right. They they would. They definitely would. But let's let's put this. And and the space penguins. Let's, let's go back.
0: Yeah. To space. Right. Exactly. <laughs> let's circle right, around. Space penguins, Bringing
2: it back in. <laughs> don't.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Row. Don't bring the ship up again. It was a mushroom. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah right? We're good. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the Little penguins smurf house. had good. Yep. The wow. penguins had big black eyes. Yeah. Um, okay. And these fish people had great big or the night people had great big eyes. Um, generally, you know, when when it comes to um, Any extra, not any, but some extraterrestrial encounters, people report seeing, you know, large rabbits with these big eyes or owls with these big, large owls with these big eyes and uh, speculate, you know, people speculate that these big eyed, normal looking entities are just what the, you know, extraterrestrials are, are, are putting in our heads that they are. So, so we don't get scared. Sure. Yeah. So sense. yeah, that that's what I, that's, that's kind of how I'm I'm viewing the the night people and the and and the uh uh the penguins. I mean, I'm not saying there weren't penguins or night people, but it, it could be something else.
0: Yeah, it goes along with the same narrative, so.
1: Right. Uh, did you want to ask him <laughs> another little?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm just Bro, you sound bored. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bored I mean, at all. could you exhale any louder? No, no, no. It's not, that's not the impression I'm trying to give here. Okay. <laughs> you,
0: it's just, you know. Oh my God. When you walk into Bro, a buffet so
2: and it's just so full of weird stuff on a buffet and you don't know where to eat, you're like, okay.
0: You, <laughs> you just know. sigh, you undo your belt, move <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> wow. <sighs> can we cover the, uh, the, the white screamer?
1: Uh, no, we did not talk about the white screamer. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is one. Okay. Let me just talk about the book in general before I get to the white screamer.
2: Okay.
1: A lot of these stories that I have of monsters, there were multiple sightings and there were newspaper accounts. Uh, some of them there were, um, uh, you know, accounts on, you know, TV news shows or radio news shows. And then there are other ones that are just, you know, stuff a stuff legend, and and this is this is where that goes. This is where that falls in, uh, stuff a legend. Um, this was uh, a creature that was heard more than seen. Uh, this was in the, the 1920s. nineteen uh, twenties. Man built a home out in the woods, uh, cleared some area for farmland. Uh, he had uh, you know eight kids, so his wife and eight kids. And they were out there in the new cabin, and uh, whenever they'd go to sleep, they would hear a wailing shriek come through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, when I was a kid, I heard what sounded like a woman screaming out in the, out in the night, and I was freaking mm-hmm. out. Uh, turns out it was a bobcat, so <laughs> wailing shrieks can be about anything. But this guy, you know, would would yell at it, do you know, try and get this thing to, to shut up one night. He's like the hell with it. I've had enough and grabbed his shot down a shotgun and went outside to track this thing down and put an end to it. Whatever kind of animal this was. And he walked through the walk, was walking through the woods uh, following this noise. Well, the noise led him in a circular path. And when he got back home or when he, when he got into a clearing, it was his home. It had the scream had led him back to his house. And the screams when he when he broke into the clearing the screams changed to human screams and he rushed to the door and those screams had been his family who were absolutely torn to bits inside oh, his home um, it's the the description was uh, of this thing it's called a white screamer the scream of course but but the white being uh, people have reported it looking like a white mist uh, this sounds a lot like a like a banshee
0: yeah Yeah, it does, actually.
1: And, and, you know, that's one of the things that I noticed when I was uh, researching the book is a lot of these monsters that we have are not, you know, not not native here. They came from someplace else. Uh, Banshees are an Irish legend. There's this. There's um, uh, what it's, it's even called a Banshee in South Dakota, the Banshee of the Badlands. Uh, the the Tommyknockers of Pennsylvania and California, those were uh, little diminutive uh, uh, miners uh, from Cornwall, England. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I mean, a lot of you know any any little person story. Well, I won't go there because they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, no. I mean, I want to talk about the the little people um, at, at at some point. But yeah, we've had a lot of legends that were brought over from Europe and yeah because when people came over they didn't just bring their clothes and their family they brought you know the legends with them and they very well could have actually brought the monsters with them too
2: well, that follow the yeah, narrative of American gods that's the whole I don't know yeah. if you've read the book or not but that's the whole I finally
1: of... read the book I finally did and Neil Gaiman is a terrific writer that who uses way too damn many commas <laughs> But I, I loved that book. That was a great book.
2: But that's the same concept, though. These people, when they immigrated, they brought these gods and these traditions and stuff with them. And well, it's the same thing. They brought their Yeah. They you know, brought it they all. They came and into a land that to... they didn't
0: understand. Exactly. And it, I mean, it looks uh, – I, I tell. i I've, I've said it before on the show. Uh, I'll reiterate the fact now. My grandfather – I'm first generation born here. My grandfather came up here from the island in like 1947. He came up here during the summertime, and the area that we settled in looks almost exactly like the side of the island that my family's from. And I heard that story for years and years and years. I finally went down there, and God damn it, the towns that we came from look almost exactly like where I grew up, except that they're not maple trees, they're mango trees, or they're papayas. But they, it looks exactly—there's hills— There's tiny little winding streets. It looks like the towns I grew up in. So when they came up here, they brought all their lore and legend and their fears. And Puerto Ricans in general are very superstitious people. Like they have some really weird fears and really weird stories. I mean, it's probably not unlike anything, any other, you know, indigenous group or or native group that moves from one area to another. But, you know, I see it. it, There's correlations between the stories that, you know, the encounters that we heard tonight and the fears that people brought over with them and what you were just talking about with little people and the Banshee, people from Ireland and in Europe, they came here, they brought over their stuff. The areas that they settled in looked strikingly familiar to what they grew up in. So, of course, the monsters and the myths are going to plug right in. And they'll have their own twist as, you know, oral traditions pass along their stories. It's going to morph into whatever the surroundings is like. And then you throw in the idea of a group of people that were already here dodging in and out of the woods because they know the woods. And of course, boom, you got monsters that look humanoid and it just feeds into the fear. Not to say that they haven't topified some of these fears or they brought their monsters with them and they just grew in the areas they're in. Right. Right. And I'm glad you said topified because
1: this, I I've been thinking a lot about this lately. The, I mean, because they brought, how do you bring your monster? You put it in the suitcase. (laughs) You you put it in the box. No, you don't. How does it follow you over? But there have been so many cases of people, you know, believing in something so much that they see it or somebody else sees the thing. There are, you know, legends of just, uh, you know, elemental in- entities out there everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what if you are believing something in something so much that it does come forth? You know, one of these entities takes the form of what you're terrified of. Yeah. Uh, when, wow. Cool. Well, Harry Potter. What was that called? The Boggart. Bo- yep. Yeah, yeah.
2: Bogart, Bogart. Humphrey yeah. Bogart,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah. The Bog- the Bog- yeah, whatever it was. Oh,
2: pronounce? my God, Jason, moving on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't Bogart that. Um, Pass it. Any, anyway, yeah, so, I mean, what if, you know, I, I think that there are some of these monsters I have in, 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 in the book. You know, a number of these monsters are probably real, but, you know, some of them could be just they were thought into being. I do not cover Slender Man because it was made up. This was totally made up for the internet. And there are still people out there who claim that they saw it. Well, maybe did people think and believe that this thing was real, you know, think enough that it manifested itself?
2: That phenomenon has always stuck with me because that was, that was those creepypasta legends that was created. And then people were like, yeah, I've seen something like this. And then... You know, you have the situation with the little kid, you know, trying to murder a friend, or the kids trying to murder their friend, and there's doubtlesses like around when that.
1: What you call it, friend? Because friends don't murder friends. Yeah, that's the thing. You're
0: not gonna stab one of your homies. That's just not a thing. Well, not gonna happen. But anyway, I
1: got your point. Yeah,
0: <laughs> these these girls, twelve year old girls, believed
1: in it enough that they you know tried to whack somebody from their class.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. we've seen people take hysteria to some pretty. I mean, look at the Salem witch trials. <laughs> that was here. That wasn't really that long ago. In retrospect, you know. Yeah, the history of the world. It was not that long ago. No, no. we had. Mm-hmm. There were people here in town. There's. If you go up the street from my house, road. You remember the the gazebo when I drove out past the train station? Yeah. That. That. Um. Cemetery that I pointed to. Yeah, there's a headstone in there for a witch that was here in town. Yeah, we covered her on the show. To be a witch, I was like, "Huh," you know. I I, I still think about that, and I'm like, "Yeah, Wallingford had a witch." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wallingford still has witches, so it's really. It, we're not yeah, that really whole that part of far the country is full
2: of witches now. That's it's, that's yeah. what I've always said about the whole Salem Witch Trials thing is here you have a situation where people were freaking out about witches and blah, blah, blah. And now, lo and behold, all these years later, you can't go to Salem and toss a stick without hitting yeah, a witch or saying, something. Like that whole part of the it, country it is like, yeah, exactly. It's a very, that's an excellent figurative term. Um, <laughs> we're running up on the hour mark, though, and I'm going to let you go in a minute. But I have to ask you about one last thing before you go. Um... The beaver shark, which oh, could God. be a clever, clever acronym for a nickname that maybe one of us would have had in high school. But <laughs> what what the hell is since we're, we've talked about these weird, you know, part human, part weird, part dog, you know, hybrid, weird creatures. Let's talk about the beaver shark.
1: <clears throat> well, I can't talk about the beaver shark much because there's not much to talk about it. And, um, um, it's you know, mostly legend to keep you know kids out of the water. You know, be careful because the beaver shark will get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this is a, a Georgia story, um, and up up in a place called Pine Mountain, that this uh, there's a monster that has the head of a beaver and the body of a shark. Although sometimes it's reported to have the head of a shark and the body of a beaver. I don't know which is scarier, but it um, swims in the lakes of uh, of Callaway Gardens and generally feeds on on fish and turtles and you know if people don't want their kids in you know in the water anymore uh they tell them to watch out there's a beaver shark uh it's you know uh, uh, yeah it's just a warm and uh it, it, it's to sell, sell souvenirs but i couldn't leave the beaver shark out because damn it's a beaver
0: shark <laughs> yeah that's just that's so bizarre I mean, not that everything we've spoken of this evening is not bizarre, but. Beaver
2: shark doop doop doop. doop, doop no, you shark. shut your
0: mouth. I mean, I
1: thought you were gonna, of anything, bring out the uh uh the where otter from southern Alaska.
2: No, what? No, okay. Well, you brought yeah, it up. Yeah. You gotta go. go Come ahead. on.
1: That's yeah. Okay. No, the that the, 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 the otter. Otters are adorable, right? Okay, <laughs> so. We've got these otters, otters that aren't really otters. They can turn into people, and tend to when they turn into people, assume the form of somebody's loved one, uh, and coaxes them to go swimming, and then uh, drowns them and steals their soul. Uh, but one of the, the the you know they also if if you if you see what one is, uh, they might go cra- crazy and you know spill your entrails all over the ground. Um, but dogs are really keen to these things. They can sniff out a were-otter. And they're really, really, these were-otters are really afraid of dogs. And they're also afraid of other things, like copper. Not sure why. Fire, I can understand. And they're also afraid of urine. And the reason I thought you'd bring this up was in 2013, Charlie Sheen got a few of his friends and went looking for the were-otter in Alaska. Yes. And Charlie's expedition, they didn't find it, and he said something like, uh, "You know, the wear otters knew our group was too skilled to, uh, you know, to, to 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 show itself, so it stayed hidden like a sissy."
2: No, really, you're not bullshitting right now. No. About Charlie Sheen looking for the wear otter? Yeah. No. I mean it's something I could totally see Charlie Sheen doing because it's so flipped out. But I've never heard of the wear otter. I didn't catch that when I was going That's through everything. Cool. All right, and I I, I called
1: so... it the wear otter because I can't pronounce the kush-taka. kushtaka.
0: How do you pronounce that? Kushtaka. That story's this has a striking similarity to a South American um story. It's the same exact thing. God, oh, I can't remember the name of the it's a, it's the it's a river goddess and she is she takes the form of an otter and will steal your soul. Ah, oh, god damn it. What is what is the exact story too
2: about a, a seal or something like that? Wasn't there something to do with a seal skin or something? Or Am I getting it grossly? Yeah,
0: that's confused? another story. Yeah, it's that's also similar. God damn it. What the hell right. is Right, and there's a, there's a, the the exact same scenario involving
1: river dolphins.
0: I don't remember where yep. this is. Again, But the South river America. dolphins
1: will do exactly the same thing.
0: Yep. Yeah, they, they originally thought that the story... I know the one in South America. They thought the story was about the giant otter, which is it. they grow from head to tail excess of eight feet, I believe.
2: That's a significant otter.
0: So that's, that's big. They're big. They eat piranhas. They've been known to eat caimans, small caimans. So they thought that's that... A that's badass a badass otter. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they thought that the story was... The story that was being told was about, um, it's, it's called the Lobo de Rio, de Rio which is the uh, river wolf. So they thought that that river wolf was what was being told about this river goddess who turned into an otter and would coax you out and then drown you and kill you. But the area that they brought these people to, they said, no, we know what the river otter is. This is something different. So they were, and she apparently only shows up during lightning storms or right before a lightning storm. It was so bizarre, and I wish I could remember the name of the freaking creature. Does the rest of the time to make 30. popsicles? Yeah, you totally know I love stories like
1: this because we're connecting these identical stories from places that are spread the hell out. Uh, I'm sure if we look in different places uh, across the world, they're going to have the same story. We also have monsters that are asa- the, the same across the world. Uh, Got to be some reality to some of this stuff, guys.
2: Yeah. Well, that, or it's just an inherent folklore that's transferred over from person to person. Um, yeah, but how but across are you the get-
1: oceans, from you know back in the day when supposedly we didn't have contact with each other. I,
2: I don't know. I've always wanted to ask you that. Where, What is your stance on all of this stuff? Are you a believer? Are you a skeptic? There's no wrong answer here, but where do you stand with all of this?
1: Believer in what? What stuff? Please, give me more context. <laughs> do you believe in yes. the monsters that you're, that you're writing about? <laughs> the, the monsters. When it comes to monsters, uh, I kind of alluded this to a little bit. I said some of these in, in my book could be real. Um, Bigfoot, I... You know, there is so much evidence on Bigfoot. And this is another one of the those legends that, I mean, North America, I mean, South America, Africa, the, the Bigfoot of Africa was discovered. It's the Billy Ape, which is yeah. an enormous chimpanzee that behaves like a gorilla. And it yeah. walks on its hind legs. Uh, we've got the, the Yowie. We've got the Alma, the Almasty, the uh, Orang Pindak, the Yeren. I mean, we've got... Bigfoot creatures all over the freaking planet and people still encounter them to this day. So when it comes to Bigfoot, yeah, I think there is something out there. What it is, I don't know. Uh, There are tons of theories that some kind of make sense. uh, Others are kind of wacky. But some of these, some lake monsters, I think could exist. You want to talk about pterodactyls, we never got around to it. Uh. When? Sixty-five million years ago, when we had the great extinction, uh, it killed killed the dinosaurs. But did it? I mean, things survived. Some, yeah, but furry... man,
2: but I mean, okay, I could buy into the idea that there is something out there that's messing with our quote-unquote consciousness and making us see things. It could, it's like you said, it could be the the, the boggart or whatever, where it's like, you see, it's not what we think it is. And so it just presents itself in a certain way. But this idea that perhaps there's pterodactyls out there, it just, you need a mating pair, the amount of food that they're going to need. You're just, people are going to see, if pterodactyls are really out there, they're going to see these things all the time. They're they're, they're, big. They're pterodactyls.
1: Dude, dude, just here's you're you're falling into, into the same mistake a lot of people have there are so many places on earth that people don't go <laughs> there are so many you know mm-hmm. ends of the earth places that you know they could be frolicking these monsters could be frolicking all, all over the place and people just aren't there to see it in in you know North America alone uh, you know you think that we've been every place in North America there's still land here that people haven't tread. There are lots of you know huge swaths of forest that people have never been and they don't go to, and I mean God, look at Alaska and Canada. There's tons of places that people don't live or go to.
0: There could be monsters. Canadian Shield alone is gigantic.
1: Right, right, and you know I mean deserts. Uh, you know, the the huge mountain ranges in, 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 you know, Central and South America. There's lots of places down there that these cryptids could, could could live to where pterodactyls could survive. Uh and we're just not there to see it and photograph it.
2: Hmm. There, there's my rant. Okay. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to argue it or whatever. You know, I mean, I Lord knows myself and Lobo have both seen enough weird stuff where we can't be like, nope, this stuff doesn't exist. Yeah, there, there's there's weird stuff out there. <laughs> Dear Lord, look at the look at the ocean. There's
1: got to be things in the ocean. The, uh, the the, Megalodon could still be down there. We just haven't seen it yet.
2: Um, well, how one long of did my, it take okay. for us to see a giant squid? Like, actually, we were finding bodies forever. And it wasn't until within the last what ten years that we finally the last actually ten got, years yeah,
1: yeah Japanese uh, the Japanese team photographed one exactly uh, the the uh, megamouth shark wasn't discovered and I mean they they grow eighteen feet long mm-hmm. wasn't discovered till 1976
0: mm-hmm. yep
1: okay we discover eighteen thousand new species every year okay most of them are insects. But we still discover some bigger things as, as well.
2: Well, we're beginning so to find are... stuff now that's also we thought was extinct and we're beginning to find it more and more. There was some kind of a marsupial or something last week. I don't remember what it was. It was adorable. But we found something that we, we were sure was extinct for a long time. I still believe that there's thyl- uh, thylacines out there. I can't tell you the word.
1: I, I agree completely. That's We're going to find a thylacine at some point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. They're not going to be where they were originally, though. I'll guarantee you that the places that they've been spotted or quote unquote spotted are not its natural habitat. I think there might've been a naturalist or someone along those lines that moved them to another area because the areas that they're indigenous to, they're no longer found and they're popping up in other areas. Like well, it's, or... they were, they were from Tasmania originally because they're, they're the Tas- Tasmanian tiger, the thylacine mm-hmm. and, right.
1: But they Where were also in Australia, and they were in Indonesia at
0: two, way, way, way back. Yeah, yeah, before the, um, before the bridge was broken. Yeah, but again, the 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 sightings, the photographic evidence. That's, I mean, we 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 pound on this, we harp on this over and over and over again. Pictures don't mean anything. Video can be changed. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm in mean so that at crowd. At the moment, that's the best we have. Yeah, at the moment.
2: I, I'm to a point now where I need to see bodies and things. Not that I'm saying that people don't see things, you know, that I, not that I'm saying that people don't see things. But as I say, with 95 percent of the paranormal, I believe 90 to 95 percent of it is bullshit. It's the 5 percent that I'm really, really interested in. So, yeah. you know, now we, I think
1: that's a good breakdown of the percentages.
2: Yeah, it's and that's, you know, whereas. You know, the rest of the stuff is like, that's crap, but it's like, I can't, I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a 5% margin out there that it's like, that's the stuff that I'm interested in. But I also think it's that 5% margin that's never going to be adequately explained or anything. There's nothing, you know, we've been, we've been looking at this stuff for, you know, thousands of years and we've, it doesn't seem like we're ever any closer to it. And that's just the way that it's going to be at some point or another, you have to suspend whatever, whatever logical reasoning is behind it and just throw caution to the wind and say, all right, that's that, you know, and that's, that's just how it's going to be.
0: So I don't know. That's, right. we that's need my sense. Yeah. No, I, I,
2: I I agree completely. We've got I'm to a shoot body person.
0: things. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if we necessarily need to kill it.
2: Yeah. I'll agree there. We don't necessarily Why need not? to kill something. It
1: might taste delicious.
2: Oh, that's you know, a it's, good point. it's hard to I argue you. with that's, that. Yeah.
1: I got really excited when manatee was taken off of the endangered species list. Because now you get to try one? Now I get to try one. See, I don't think those would taste good. Do you know how well marbled those steaks would probably be? Yeah, probably but do you know eat? what they eat, though? Do you know? Do you like Do you like seafood? No, I do not. Right. Oh, A I lot of people seafood. like
0: lobster and crab and shrimp. Do you know what those things eat? Those oh, are the yeah, bottom feeders. I'm yeah, not they, saying that. I'm saying that they eat... Water lettuce, which is like cabbage, nasty water cabbage. Those things have got to taste dank as hell. Well, then we start need to start throwing a bunch of corn in the water. Yeah, or Just some corn take a and soak them in milk first, like we do with wild duck. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> you know, usually I'm the one saying this stuff.
0: <laughs> well, Merry Christmas.
2: Yeah. Oh. All right, well, we're going to let you go. Do me one favor, as always, and hang out after we end this, though. Um, Tell everybody where they can find your book. Do you still have a blog that's out there, by the way? Are you still covering the weird stuff on the Internet that way, or have you given that?
1: Hell, no. I've got uh, my website's jasonoffit.com. I do have a blog there, but I tend to post uh, um, writing advice and uh, an occasional short story. Um, I, I on my on my website, I've I've got links to to most of my books and and to uh, you know all my or all my TV and, and radio appearances and you can find old shows that I was on of uh, Project Archivist and uh, they're posted <laughs> there. I've also got contact information if anybody needs to needs to talk to me um, or uh, all every single one of
2: my books is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And this one comes out a week from now it comes out on the 9th comes out on the 8th on the 8th okay so when was that
1: friday i think it's friday
2: mhm yeah Payday.
1: comes out on friday
2: so uh, what do you have looking out at the uh, when you when you gaze into your crystal ball what do you have coming up ahead or do you just not want to talk about it yet
1: uh no no i've got uh, i just a couple months ago finished a novel that's in the re- revision process it is a humorous uh time travel dimension jumping type type book. Uh, and I'm also working on uh, chasing Canada's monsters.
0: Nice. Oh. Hmm. Nice.
2: Well, Jason, it's been fun talking to you. We really need to do this more often as opposed to once every year and a half or something like that. And I really, really, really do want to hear a show of just listener store of stories that people have sent you. That you know you'd be willing to dust off and and find the strangest ones and pull them out, you know, and tell them on the air.
0: That would be great.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll do that. I'll uh, I'll look through stuff, and uh, sometime in the next week, I'll uh, I'll
2: send you a list. Oh damn! Okay. Yay! (laughs) Careful what you wish for. No, I'm I'm all about hearing this stuff. Plus, it's not in print anywhere, so these are stories that nobody else would be has heard yet because this is the kind of stuff we live for there's two things that we love here and that's weird history or just really out there strange stories that you know because everybody hears about shadow people anymore I believe were you one of the first people to cover the shadow people was that you was that your thing
1: well no I I think mine might have been the first book on shadow people I don't know how many are out there but I was one of the one of the first people to talk it up after uh, the the first person to start talking about it on air was art Bell mm-hmm-hmm mm. And yeah. then at that point, as I realized, oh, those things I saw as a kid, other people saw them, then I started researching it and uh, got got the book out.
2: I think you've covered the Hatman, too. Is it the Hatman yep. phenomena? Yeah, sure has. Um, so you've you've been an early adopter of all of these old, weird tales. So well, the, the Black Eyed while. Kids
1: were another one, too. I, I was one of the first ones to start handling or tackling yep. the Black Eyed Kids. And um, I, was, I was starting to write a book on it. I was outlining the thing, and my wife said, Jason... These are the only things you write about that scare the hell out of me. So if you write this book and one comes to our door, it's your ass. So,
2: <laughs> so how, many, how many stories on that I didn't write about it. Have?
1: I didn't write about it. And I was so happy when David Weatherly came out with the Black Eyed Kids book. So I didn't feel pressure to write one. Yeah.
2: So how many stories from that have people submitted to you?
1: <sighs> oh, jeez. Probably close to 100. That's nuts. Wow.
0: I'm still waiting to see one of those little bastards. Uh no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the paranormal's (laughs) fun as long as it's happening to somebody else. So Lobo, whenever you see one, you can tell me about it. I will. Yeah. I will. (laughs) My children.
2: (laughs) Jason, we're gonna let you go, man. It's it's as always, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um it's it's great that you just roll right with our humor and everything. Um
0: Feels pity on us. He knows
2: we're assholes. Good luck with your alternate Bigfoot porn that you're uh, releasing out oh, there under God a different name. Right. Um,
0: Just to the record, I'm, I'm not.
1: This is totally. Yeah, wrong. I got you. Running for office no by any
2: chance? No problem.
1: I don't know because you know what? I I, I was listening uh, to an interview. Uh, I don't. Did, did you listen to to the podcast? Uh, Wild thing. No. Okay, the woman who uh, who who did this podcast had been a long time NPR journalist, and her last name was Krantz. Mm-hmm. Well, she found out that her uh, a relative was was Grover Krantz. Oh shit! And she was like, "Okay, I'm going to dig into this Bigfoot thing because you know one of the biggest Bigfoot researchers of all time was was related to me." And so she did a a, a, a short short run podcast on Bigfoot, and one of the interviews was. With a woman who wrote Bigfoot porn. Oh dear. And this woman put her kid through college yeah. on the amount of money of she got she from yeah, Bigfoot
0: par- porn.
2: Paranormal Strange <laughs> Erotica, I guess dinosaur erotica, all of these things are huge sellers, apparently. They're very lucrative. And How um are we
0: still on top of the food chain exactly. What was that? How are we still on top of the food chain? I don't know. I, don't, I think
2: a lot of people just buy I, this stuff as a joke. I can't see people. Well, again, you know what? Oh, no, man. There were some no. weird
1: people out there. Yeah, yeah I probably should shut up. my
2: mouth on that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not It's not going away. It's getting It's getting worse, if anything. I, wouldn't, well, I, wouldn't say it, it. I would say it's growing, and that's probably a poor choice of words to use in regards to this place. <laughs> The uh, it's not, that stuff's not going anywhere. Like, I guess there's a big chunk of Amazon that's just dedicated to all this stuff. We laughed about it before. But since then, every time, yeah. you know, we've cracked the joke and we brought it up and stuff like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have frequently more real. Posted, you know, when I find really, really funny novels, I'll throw them up into the Project Archivist Facebook page as a joke sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some of those people, I'm sure, are buying them. Stop doing that.
2: You know what? If somebody's going to go out there and do this for a living, and they're going to use a pen name, and they're making money on it, God bless them. Have at it. You know, do it. whatever you got to do to get by in the world. It's not hurting anybody, except for maybe Bigfoot, but, you know... <laughs> Yes, Whatever. you know
1: Bigfoot's probably probably a little bit upset because they're he, you know these authors are giving uh, you know women, uh, uh, you know an idea of what Bigfoot is down there that's uh, you know might not be accurate.
2: There was a there was actually a subreddit d- dedicated to sex with dinosaurs or something like that at one time, that uh, I heard mysterious universe talking about years ago. So I don't. <sighs> saying, you know. If it's out there, go are, find it. Are,
1: are these are these dinosaur dinosaurs or are they uh bipedal dinosaurs
2: like Sleestack? I think they're bipedal. Oh, well, I don't know, in some cases, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm i am really not gonna go investigating this any further. And I'm, I'm not wow. gonna give anybody a Stop report lying. of fast.
1: So. I don't know, man. You know a lot about it. Yeah, well,
2: mostly because of us just joking the guy around to about our it.
1: questions.
2: I think it's it's mostly because of us joking around <laughs> about because we don't, we joke around with you about this stuff because you're a writer and you cover weird stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, does your wife ever look at your
2: search history? What's this about? You know, because of this show, I have, I have often joked that if they do a chuck of my search history, they would get people would get the like both of us they would get the most whacked out of contour. Um, Thing of of what we are, I mean, we, because we would look like, like if, if if it showed up in the news, perverted
0: that, serial killers,
2: <laughs> all kinds of nutty stuff. I mean, because we used to, we do a show on cannibalism every year, so I know that right there is is rife territory for somebody if they wanted to nail something on yeah. me. So See? I know
1: I write I write horror. You know, I've I've had to ask questions on I've I've Googled uh, how long you know how long would it take a person to bleed off bleed out if they cut off you know they got their hand lopped off. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know how to make ricin and a, and a pipe bomb. I also know how to get out of handcuffs. <laughs> Just
0: Oddly I enough, I know stuff. all those as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: and we're not those kind of people, but because of, the, because of the fields that we're involved with and the things that we do, that's, you know, we I frequently joke about it. I'm like, if the TSA is out there, please become a Patreon and donate us some money because we know that we're know. giving it you entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah, just throw some cash at us. We're, you know, Obviously, at this point, you know we're harmless because you've investigated us, but could you at least toss us a little bit of money? So, anyways. All right, man, what we're going to let you go. Say? What's that?
0: What does Cambo say? Always delete your browser history.
2: Oh, that don't matter anymore. <laughs> that don't matter anymore. That no, does... that's
0: if someone wants to, like, if your wife finds out. That's oh, dude, he says No. That. Always delete your browser history. No,
2: she's she's more than welcome to come in here and check my browser history anytime she wants. Okay, you know so. what's
0: going to happen? She'll check
1: your browser history. So the next time, you know, tonight when you go to bed, she'll be you know in in, in bed dressed as a Bigfoot.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Alrighty. It'll be it'll be <laughs> oh, the uh, the Gimlin suit with the uh, with with oh, the boobs on right. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. Jason, right. I'm going to let you go, man. We'll bug you again hey. sooner sooner than last time.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks for having me on. Thanks, no problem, man. It was, it was like hanging out with buddies.
2: Take care. Absolutely. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free.
0: She said, Mackie, when you die... I want to. I want you to get cremated, so then I can add a little bit of you to my coffee every morning. Yeah, that's not hooked up properly. Pee-wee's on a farm. Um, he's got all his animals and so on, and he's got this
1: laboratory where he's growing these gigantic vegetables there to <laughs> solve problems of
0: hunger, etc. I've got to watch this
2: again. We definitely invited all the cockroaches. Like they put out the signal. Like they brought them all in when we left that stuff behind. Um,
1: but then they all left and they would have all had to leave going
2: down
0: it's sort of like NPR but not really for more conversations like these visit shareslicepodcast.com that was luscious (laughs) why thank you
2: So that was Jason, and I will be taking him up on his offer to come back and tell us stories that people have sent in to him, which I've been wanting to do for years. I didn't know if he'd be mm. willing to do that or not. because Yeah, why would? Well, he doesn't run the blog anymore, and he really, like— Yeah, but the dude loves us. That's true. This is very true. Well, that's weird, because, like, when we're not talking about this stuff on the show, me and Jason are
0: talking about brewing stuff, because there's no secret Really? On. I didn't get that. Yeah. I didn't even expect that. Wait, yeah. because yeah. of the pre-show? But I had to yeah. fucking sit through it in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so we don't
2: really talk about strange, weird, paranormal and stuff like that. When, when we're not talking the stuff on the show, but, um, he's been gone for so long from this realm of stuff, doing other things. And the last time we talked to him or last time, I I think he said he didn't have anything in the works that he said he was pretty much done with this stuff. He would still go on shows Mm -hmm. and talk about it, but he didn't want to do any more writing about it anymore. And then he inboxes me. He's like, here's my new book. It's coming out. Here's a copy for you and Lobo. Read it up. You know, let's do this. And he was supposed to be on next week, uh, but because I'm an idiot and I've got a lot of stuff going on, there was a misscheduling crisis. And he was like, yeah, I can do this this weekend. everything will be fine. So I'm editing the show. We got done recording it. And then I had to hurry because now I'm going to Miami for bike week out of nowhere. This just popped up. And uh, so I had to book the hotel rooms because they're selling really fast down there. I go, I load up my Adobe Audition program, toss everything in there, start editing. It's going great. Things are sounding okay. My microphone's a little high, but whatever. Blah, blah. I get to the final mix-down part, and my computer runs out of memory. Um, because. What? Yeah, you ran out of memory. That's not a thing because my main hard drive that every I've got three hard drives on my computer. Um, my main one is an SSD drive, but it's not a real big one because at the time when I when the computer crashed, and I had to hurry and scramble to get another show computer. Um, I just bought a hard drive with a uh, solid state drive, but it was the smaller one because they were still kind of pricey back then. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of room on on the main drive. I've got the other drives, which are like, you know, they're the, the classic old style hard drives with the disc in them and they were cheaper. So, uh, I wanted my, everything that like Adobe and all this is resource intensive. So it takes forever to load up and stuff. So I wanted an SSD drive. So stuff could, you know, load up like real quick and process real quick. The problem is uh, show talk here, folks bear with me. Um, When you're doing stuff in Adobe Audition, it saves everything into a buffer, and it doesn't erase it till you're done doing all of your editing. Well, I add so many effects and so much compressions and and, and change stuff and move stuff around so much that every time you do something, it eats up a little bit more of the memory on your buffer. And I was like, crap. So I had to go. I I went to save it, and it was like, sorry, buffer is full, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, crap. Had to go in, find where everything Adobe stores, everything, because it keeps a record of it. Delete all of that crap, which freed up half the drive, hard drive, so everything's good now. Go back and re-edit the whole damn show. <laughs> so here's me Jesus. crawling into bed at 3.30 in the morning. I'm all like, everything's going great. This is awesome. No problems. Dude, Post we were done Facebook. at
0: 8.35. Yeah. Yeah, Holy so I edited shit. everything,
2: and then I had to go back, clear everything out, edit it all over again. So I was, I was up late, you know, and it was, it sucked too, but it's not bad. Everything's fine. I I managed to get everything back exactly the way that it was and you guys have heard it. So it all turned out pretty well. So, um, on that note related to beer, um, did you see the article that I posted about testicle flavored beer? on the page
0: that's just gross
2: yeah so i put it up there Dude, it's gross saying i'm putting this here first because i know everybody on the facebook page knows that i'm into brewing bear and they're all gonna post this and everybody's gonna tag me not that many people did on the facebook page but everybody that i know that's not on our facebook page my message inbox overfloweth so <laughs> sure <laughs> god damn so apparently some company I think it was bull testicles or something, made a dark stout beer and flavored it with testicles, which I don't know why. disgusting. That's horrid. I don't know why you would want to do something like that. I got nothing. Then there's the other one that everybody was tagging me in, the Lucky Charms beer. Dude, that looks disgusting. That's horrid. I can see why. Because cereal... Oats, which is grain, which is beer, which beer is made from. Sure. The the chalk marshmallows. No, I I don't see that happening at all. It's not for something that's on my foreseeable radar in the future. So gross. So, anyways, that's everything. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Wow, that's great. Oh. but uh I think that's everything we do have to cover. I can't think of anything else. I have to uh, give everybody
0: shout outs. No. No,
2: we're good. We did have a few more people join the Facebook page, you know. Yay, we we welcome. still have a small cult following which I'm pretty comfortable with. Uh yeah. within the last 24 hours it's popped up that I'm now going to be going to Bike Week in Daytona. Um I have to call into Wheel Nerds and and give them a, a, an on-location report apparently. Mm. And uh you know that's I'm it. Not. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not doing any of those things well the plan is still the plan is still trying to be though i will stop off at soraya's do an episode of where the road goes sometime this summer and then finish out and head out to your place
0: and yeah figures... that may be an issue
2: really hmm? really because of the house being redone uh-huh uh i wasn't going to stay there anyways i was going to stay at a hotel yeah i don't know if we're going to be staying here <laughs> oh okay yeah, I was wondering about that today when you said you had whoa. builders over to check out your house to add the upper expansion.
0: Yep. Yeah, we've had three out now, and one of them—well, all three of them—said we had to move out. But oh man. This last one said we're going to have to be out for two weeks, and I'm like, whoa, of course, yes. Well, you know what? We knew it was going to happen. Well, two weeks isn't bad. You can you can swing two weeks, I would think. No, as long as it's in the winter time or in the summertime when the kids aren't around or you know not in school.
2: Yeah. Well, you can swing that. You could go oh, get a, yeah, sure, get no a problem. nice hotel for a couple of weeks or something yeah, or, you know. Sure. No, we're going to go up to Crazy Grandma's house. That's where we're going to go. Oh, then you're going to be all set. Which sure. means you're probably not going to be recording with me of a whole lot this summer because of all banging right, my and hammering. laptop. Go. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I need to acquire another laptop pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, all right, we're done. We will see everybody again next week. Yeah, we are unless you get, what you got more to say?
0: God. I thought you were under a time constraint and had to go rip your car apart, I am a monkey. Like, dude, I don't even want to talk about it. Yes, I had to buy special tools. I'm not happy. You, gotta, you, you have to tear the back seat of your car out? Is that it? Or all yep. four of the seats? I have to tear the back seats out for one stupid problem that seems to be a reoccurring issue in every car but mine. Thank you, Ford, for your stupid engineering. That was half Mazda. On that yeah, that off. part wasn't because it's on escapes as well and Mercury's. So it's Ford's problem.
2: <sighs> what, what is the problem?
0: Uh, the rear seat has a seat belt built into it. Yeah. And out of the blue, the tensioner just stops working while the seat's under in the down position. And because it's bolted to the floor, you can't put the seat up without completely removing the seats. Oh. Well, There's no way to that. get to it. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to break a knuckle and I'll be swearing a lot.
2: Your car made a weird noise. I remember riding in it and it had some kind of a weird transmission sound or something like that
0: with it transmission yeah it didn't sound like a piece of shit transmission it has a mazda powertrain Mm. not a ford powertrain remember you said that the fords were dogs in the four-cylinder that mazda got up it goes like a stabbed rat all right then
2: okay then well (laughs) so we've had beer talk car talk and paranormal talk this
0: week and motorcycle talk (laughs) well there you go and rats don't forget rats. rats rat talk (laughs) No, we talked about roaches, so why not rats? We did talk about giant So we've had the three R's. We had rats, roaches, and reekens, because I'm here every week. That's right. That's correct. We've got it completely covered. The Triple R. Oh, boy.
2: There's a gay bar in Detroit called the Triple R. Why did it just pop into my head? Anyways. Uh,
0: (laughs) No comment.
2: (laughs) Wow. All right. We're done. We're out of here. We're calling it good. See everybody next week, and then the following week, we will be off. Uh, Yep. Maybe the week after that, but I don't think so. think so. But Mm. the week of... The week of uh the 50, 15th, yeah, the week of the 15th, I'm probably going to be on my way back from Florida, very drained. We're going to try to do this drive in one day. It's a 15-hour yeah. drive. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. We're going to see how that's going to work, because um, we nope. have to be down there by the 12th. So we're leaving here um, on On Monday. the 11th. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's awesome.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah.
2: My buddy's never done this before. He's like, "Let's let's go, dude. Let's do this." And I'm like, "I don't know."
0: <laughs> nice. so we're
2: gonna. I mean, we can do it, but we're gonna see what happen. We're gonna see how this goes because this mm. is completely on the whim, out of nowhere. We're just throwing caution to the wind and doing this. So, anyways, okay. peace, folks. I'm out. This is Rojan. Take care.
0: It's Lobo from Connecticut. I don't know. Yes.
2: the geeks that I meet, they all look cooler than me,
0: but what to do when they're all looking at you, cause you're the freak of the week, cause you're on the TV. I think he wears the coolest suede shoes When I come in with the blues He thinks it's all about culture and art But they-
2: Christ! <laughs> all right there yeah it says you have a new screen name or something like that so
1: i don't know what the fuck i did i have no <laughs>
2: idea it's sky it's not you i have 100 percent faith that it's skype that's doing it because for what oh about a month and a half ago two months ago everything got really weird and we had to like re-update everything it was bizarre i don't know all right so yeah oh thanks for doing this tonight by the way As opposed to my shitty scheduling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I was supposed to do it next week.
2: But that's all right. Yeah, it is. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. So anyway, uh, okay. Um, You got everything that I was going to ask you about, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Space penguins, evil gnomes on page 43, the giant cockroaches, which is creepy as fuck, the dark watchers. The Glast- Glastonbury Gl- gloacus which is on page fifty-three. I don't remember what page the Dark Watchers are on. I think, I think the giant cockroaches and the Dark Watchers are on the same page though. Seventy-one? No, no. The Beaver Shark is on page seventy-one.
0: Dark Watchers are on page forty.
2: Yeah. So that way you've got like little notes you can write down references to and go too quickly. And Lobo, what were the couple of things you were going to ask him about?
0: Um, let's see. Got to hear about the pterodactyl. Gotta hear about the Wood Devils and the White Screamer. The oh, and the Lake Iliamna Monster.
2: Alrighty, so that's it. That'll be that'll be, if we get to all of them, we do. If we don't, we don't. Um, let me make sure my phone ringer's off. Uh, okay, there. That's good. All right, uh, you all set? Are we go? Everybody ready to go?
1: Yeah, I've all taken right. a leak. Got a glass of water. I'm cool.
2: All right, <laughs> here we go.